Trigger Warning. This episode is about Sewer Sign. Okay, I'd just like to start by saying, I'm sorry. You know, my father loved to tell everybody that my first words were, I'm sorry. He hates me. And I'm sure you don't care. Let's be real. Why would you? But uh, I guess I should tell you about the first time I tried to kill myself. I was four years old. I had a rubber toy dinner knife manufactured by Fisher-Price. And at that point, it's not like I was eating any foods that actually required cutting. So I always wondered, what is this for? And one day I could see, in my mind's eye, its true purpose, slicing deep into my wrist. It wasn't sharp enough to free the blood from my veins. But when my father caught me, he screamed, you can't even kill yourself right. He hates me so much that even though he would have been happier if I was dead, and trust me on this one, he would have, he didn't want me to kill myself out of spite. Oh, I'm sorry, just one second. Anyways, I'm sorry, where was I? Oh, right. As I got older, I felt the suicidal fixation intensify. So in high school, I stole my father's Kasaki Moroha Tonto blade. And feeling the muscle memory of my failed experiment with the Fisher-Price knife, let's just say I did quite the number on my left arm. No son of mine is gonna kill his pussy-ass self, my father yelled as he saw me twitching in a puddle of blood on the bathroom floor. And that's how I ended up with this robot hand. Oh, hold on, I'm sorry, be right back. Okay, so, uh, robot hand, right. When I woke up, I was in an underground bunker. It's okay, I heard a woman say. I asked her what she was talking about and she told me, you've been apologizing in your sleep for hours. Of course I apologized profusely for all the apologizing. And she explained that in order to pay off the debts from her cognitive linguistics degree at the Neuroscience Academy, she's been forced to execute experimental surgeries on prisoners and the mentally ill. That's me. Essential elements of my brain were relocated into my new mechanical fist, which sounded fine to me. But just as the guards came to pull her to another surgery, she delivered some devastating news. The robot hand makes it impossible for me to kill myself. Speaking of which, one second. I've tried hundreds of times to get around it, but even when I cut off my arm and then my head, guess what? My body regrew out of my goddamn robot hand. But just last week, I saw the cognitive linguist at a protest. She explained that she had secretly installed a black door into the programming of my hand. A failsafe. 
The first thing I have to do in order to free myself from this prison of a hand is kill myself five times in five minutes, which I have now done. Step two is a bit more complicated. Hi, Dad. You see, if I can stuff another brainstem into this robot hand, which I now have, it will eject whichever one is stronger. And considering my father here is late in stage four brain cancer, I think it's a pretty safe bet that I'm getting out of this hand. It also means this fuck is gonna die of cancer a whole lot of times. And listen, I'm not a vengeful person. I wouldn't do this, except it's the only way for him to clean up the mess he made. So honestly, I don't feel sorry. Whoops. And now I'm finally gonna be free. I gotta admit, I'm pretty excited to be dead for more than a couple of minutes. Although, according to the cognitive linguist, my autonomic nervous system could kick in. And if my brainstem flies out of the hand at just the right angle, it might make its way back into me. So I think that if I wake up again, after all this, maybe I'll just hang around for a while. I mean, at this point, I've killed myself so many times, I know it doesn't really live up to the hype. But let's be real, what does? Okay, here we go! Three, two, one.